All right, happy Friday. We're back and unfortunately don't have too much going in. So it's probably gonna be a shorter one, which is totally all right. We're gonna unpack some stuff. I have a couple fun opinion pieces we're gonna go over just because it's been a very opinionated week. Uh, I was out of town the past two days on work. And I know Joey, you've been really busy as well. So it's gonna be a nice relaxed intro to the weekend. How you doing? Good, good. Yeah, it was a great week. I'm um, currently got promoted at work. So transitioning into a new role as well. Um, and yeah, we put out a 40 some minute episode on Tuesday morning. So it only makes sense, um, to kind of shorten this one up. If, uh, if you listen through the entire, uh, epilogue that was Tuesday's episode. Holy shit. Yeah. We <laughs> a lot of stuff and yeah, I know that always happens every time we're like, Oh, we don't have that much it ends up being a lot, but this time we're going to stay true to it. All right. <laughs> yeah. For the first time. So for the first one I want to go over, which is awesome. This caught my eye and it was like, Wednesday morning, Tuesday evening. I don't know. So it was like right after we had the early week one and there was a big announcement, a company called Colossal, which is aptly named is trying to rebuild the woolly mammoth. And obviously the first thing I thought of was Jurassic park. And I'm so excited that we might get Jurassic park in our lifetime. That is immediately where my head went. And it's so funny. Cause I think we just quoted Jurassic park saying life finds a way a couple episodes ago. And it's just funny. Here it is popping up again. <laughs> Yeah, I almost went on YouTube and looked it up to play where you were introducing this topic here, but um, that would have been but it's fascinating idea. and it's crazy that science has evolved so much that we're kind of at the point where, I mean, dinosaurs is probably a, a stretch, but the woolly mammoth, you know, it's kind of becoming reality. Well, it's just like a hairy elephant, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You breed but, an elephant, and add some hair and some longer tusks to it, and you got a mammoth. Yeah, it's just a, it's like Jason Momoa and an elephant had a little had a little baby, and there you go, elephant with tons of hair. But either way, so I was sitting there and I, I looked it up and this is not new. Like there's an article pretty much since 2017 about like scientists are right there. They're right there. They've almost got the woolly mammoth done. It's almost done. So I don't know. I don't really know how much, you know, stock you can put in something like this, but it's exciting either yeah. way. Yeah. It's all genetics. You know, it's, it's, it takes years. Um, a lot of work goes into it, but how I look at it is, if we can make something called a grapple, I don't know if everyone out there has heard of a grapple, but it's an apple that tastes like a grape, then, <laughs> then we can make a woolly mammoth. Wait, is that real? Yeah, it's real things. They sell them in supermarkets. I've had them before. They come in little four packs and uh, it's all in the genetics or whatever when they're growing them. It's kind of how, uh, I don't know if it's China or Japan, somewhere overseas, but they can grow like square watermelons. Oh, I have just, heard about that. Yeah, it's all just genetic engineering, and they're doing this stuff with fruit already. So well, who knows? Maybe we'll get some uh, some animals as well in our lifetime. Yeah, so like 30 years from now, all babies are going to come out with a perfectly square jaw and like a six-pack. <laughs> We're just going to start creating a model human race. Yeah, it's a horrifying idea. It but... reminds me of a, of a – yeah, it reminds me of a movie I saw um, in science class in high school where they, they talked about the genome, and, uh, and this guy had uh, – like genetic therapy done to make himself taller or something. Ugh. I can't remember the movie, but I'm pretty sure Uma Thurman was in it. So, well, we already do that stuff. I mean, like, go to California. I, I see an article like every other week or so about, like, oh my God, check this person out. They totally changed everything in their body, plastic surgery. It's kind of gross, but at the same time, you know. Yeah, true. But, um, yeah, I guess plastic surgery, you're not so much messing with the genetics as you are just pumping silicone into. And the body parts, but hey, uh, you know, to each their own. Maybe plastic surgery will evolve to changing the genetics. Who knows? Yep. Either way, personal freedom all the way. All right. The next one's. No. I'm sorry. Go. Go ahead. No, no, no. I said yep. 
All right. Agreeing with you, personal cool. freedom. Well, the next one's even better. It's like, so my whole, my whole shtick and spiel for the past probably two months or so has been diving into the whole idea of the blockchain. Smart contracts are basically going to fix everything. They're going to make your life easier, and we're going to have robots and code that are able to run all the hard parts of life, but we're able to pursue creative, fun ideas and do whatever we want. So it recently came out that Ford, Walmart, and a company called Argo AI are testing like self-driving delivery, and they're starting with cars. You know, we're not moving on like drones flying through the air yet, but I think this is, this is a great beginning to this kind of thing because we've evolved, we've slowly evolved the way that we get groceries really well in the past year or so. And so, it, it, you know, started with the pandemic, unfortunately, where it was, Look, now you can have your groceries ready to go outside. Someone will bring them out to you so there's less contact, which ended up being a good thing regardless of contact or whatever. And then it evolved even further from there to now we have delivery groceries, which is a great idea. I don't know why it wasn't more popular beforehand. Um, but I think, yeah, I think moving towards that is awesome. Of course, there's going to be fees on top of that. But, you know, the big thing here is, is your time more valuable than the fees you're spending on this delivery? And I think for most people who work during the week and don't want to go get groceries after work, it is. Yeah, time's the most valuable resource. And I think a lot of people, the last thing they want to do on their weekend, the uh, 48 hours of, of their life where they don't have to work um, or like report to someone else, I'm sure the last thing they want to do is go to the grocery store. But then on the other hand, like we've talked about in the past with coffee, maybe go to the grocery store if you therapeutic and, uh, and you enjoy walking up and down the aisles and um, checking things off your list and seeing what's out there. So, I mean, to each their own. I don't know how many people out there actually find solace in <laughs> grocery shopping. Yeah, that might not be good. But I'm sure there are some people out there that do enjoy it. I like shopping and I like planning out a meal and going to get all the stuff there, but tedious shopping is a pain. It's a waste of time. All right, you've got the next one. Yeah, so this week, SpaceX launched the first four civilians, ordinary civilians, no background in space travel, uh, into space. And this is extremely exciting for a couple of reasons. Um, first one, what differentiates this from Branson and Bezos, who did this either last month or recently, they did it. Very recently. Um, yeah, they went up for just minutes and returned to Earth, and they flew far, far lower than this rocket went. Uh, the SpaceX uh, launch, the mission was called the Inspiration 4. It's going to be up there for three full days before returning to Earth. And uh, it's actually in space, just not in the uh, the upper atmosphere on the kind of brink of space, kind of where Branson and Bezos flew. Um, and the four civilians, it was actually funded by a 38-year-old billionaire. Yes, that's uh, with a B, and he is 38. Big boy <laughs> His name is Jared Isaacman, uh, and he was the founder of Shift4, which is a payments processing service. Um, and he was the mission's commander since he financed it and paid for it. So well, yeah, I mean, he deserves that at that point. That's a, that's a whole ton of money, I'm sure. Yeah. And he would not disclose how much it cost him to finance it. I wouldn't but either. he said it was less than $200 million, which is the amount that he plans to raise for St. Jude through Jesus. an accompanying fundraising drive that he's doing along with the mission. It's kind of hard so to imagine less than $200 million. Like, that's a lot of money. Just imagine what that could do for you. And the funny thing is, like, being able to put that money away so... You start to think about like all these massive funds that have that amount of capital ready to go to deploy any given year and how much money you can make off a small return. It's a whole different world. I love that stuff. Yeah, it's incredible. And and the other civilians that went into space, just so everyone's like, oh, he's a billionaire. He's not a regular civilian. Yeah, no, there were, <laughs> there, were there were three other civilians with him who are just your average everyday people. There was a 29-year-old physician's assistant. Her name was Haley Akrono. I Good may have Haley. pronounced that wrong. Yep, 
She was an assistant at St. Jude Children's Research Hospital in Memphis. Um, the next civilian was someone by the name of Sian Proctor, uh, first name spelled S-I-A-N, I probably pronounced that wrong, but um, they were a 51-year-old community college professor, um, and that is actually the first black woman to pilot a spacecraft, so pretty monumental there. And then you had a 42-year-old data engineer uh, by the name of Christo Christopher Sembrowski. So those were the three other people that accompanied Jared into space. I actually got to see it. So we were at dinner at the time and like everyone walked out and got to like watch it. And you know, it was, it was awesome looking like you got to see the big bloom behind it and everything. And there's people in the streets watching. He said, Oh, I mean, this is like a really neat event. And it's fun that we're able to see this thing kind of live through it because, all right, I was listening to something today. that was great. And it was like, the reason people are great is because they have these awesome missions. Like Elon Musk's thing is like, I'm going to get to Mars. And people say, no, you're not. And he said, okay, stop me. And they said, well, what if we go to space first? And he's like, I truly don't care. I'm going to Mars because I want to go to Mars. So he's just doing this and he is dead set on this mission and it makes me happy. He's going to push us really far forward. Yeah, I mean, and that's one of the great things that we talk about too. Uh, I think we touched on them being private and all public last episode. Right, SpaceX, right? different than Tesla. So no, yep, so no board can tell him, no, you're not going to Mars. That's an insane idea. If he wants to go to Mars, he will go to Mars. That's the beauty of the entrepreneur. And that's why I'm, I'm so obsessed with the idea and why I love entrepreneurship in general. But all right, you got anything else on that one? Uh, no, that's uh, all we got. We'll see uh, whenever they touch down here in, I believe today is day one. I think the full, day, all of day one just wrapped up here. So we got two more days in space and we'll see how the uh, touchdown goes. Right. Supposed to touch down off the coast of Florida, I believe. Well, that makes sense. I'll be watching for it. But either way, I think that'll be what, Saturday or Sunday? Um, yeah, what's today? Thursday, so. Well, yeah, Saturday evening. Yeah, it's Friday, this is in the future. Mm -hmm. We're time oh, travelers, true. remember? True. <laughs> all At right. the time of recording, yeah. I have a quick one. So this one, this one's fun is there was a whole report done that the, the price of uranium per pound is going up. And I was like, you know, I mean, can you buy uranium? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think you could just buy it. Like it's, it says it's $42 and 40 cents now per pound. Apparently that's a lot for uranium, but that doesn't sound like a lot to me. I, don't, I think of uranium, I think of like nuclear reactors. I'm like, what, how do, <laughs> this, this isn't a thing you can just get and it's relatively cheap for what it is, but it was a neat thing to see. You're like, that's, that's the strangest commodities news I've seen in a long time. Everyone's talking about steel and lumber, and you got someone over here screeching about uranium. Yeah, is it something you can put your money into, kind of like precious metals, or is it like, like I, you can actually buy yep. a brick of uranium? Nope, you can <laughs> buy futures. I did look it up, and I'm pretty sure there are okay. funds that include the price of uranium into the fund. So it is possible. I think iShares has one, but if you look it up, you could definitely do it. There are commodities markets where you can do this kind of stuff. I don't, I don't well, know how to make a bet on uranium. Like, I, I, I thought about it. I genuinely don't. Is it... Like, do you think that we're going to use more nuclear power in the future? And is that going to impact the price? Maybe. But at the same time, is uranium the only thing that causes nuclear reactions? I thought there was other elements that did too. Yeah, I'm, I'm not uh, knowledgeable enough on what, how nuclear power plants work and, and what causes those reactions. But if uranium is uh, the primary driver in, uh, in fueling nuclear power plants, then that would definitely drive demand if, uh, if we saw more nuclear plants pop up we need a science guy <laughs> that's, that's the big takeaway. <laughs> i think that's the moral of the uh, episode you got two business guys trying to talk science yeah we, we need a we need a science guy and retainer we'll just we need to just poke him whenever we need him like hey what do you think <laughs> yeah bring in our resident science expert we gotta find one i love it i'll be looking all right so the next one we'll do 
This, this is a big theme this week, and it feels like this is a big theme every flipping week. I'm sick of hearing about it. So, I mean, obviously, as I work in the real estate industry, I'm, I'm forced to hear about it all the time. Is The biggest debate in the real estate world is, is the return, the holy grail return to office where all the companies all at once say, boom, they snap their fingers and everyone goes back at the office. And I'm like, this is such bogus. And it's been bogus forever. We literally discovered a better way to work and it's easier. And now if you're having a bad day because we're human beings and we have bad days, you can literally call and be like, hey, I need a mental day. I'm gonna work from home, get it all done at the same time, but then I'm gonna stay home today. And they're like, all right, cool, no problem. I, why, why are we talking about getting every single person back into an office? They don't need to be in an office. It's a stupid conversation. Yeah, I think the, especially the larger corporations, I, I don't know if you're ever gonna go back and do an office full time. It's no financially, it makes more sense for the business makes more sense for the employees they're happier um but i mean i've seen i've heard discussions of hybrid models popping up where maybe you go in for three days or a week every other month and then you're at home for the next four five six seven weeks and then you go in for three days kind of update your product knowledge get some industry knowledge work with your team and then you're at home for the next seven weeks so at the most, I mean, these hybrid models that are being discussed, you're in the office for six weeks out of the 53 of the year, but you'll never, I, I honestly don't know if you're ever gonna go back to being in an office nine to five, Monday through Friday. I just, my, my whole thing is I don't, there's no one size fits all model for anything. Humans are all different, we're all wired differently. And the other big argument in this point is always like, hey, humans like interaction, there's no way to replace the interaction you get by being in an office surrounded by people. What if you don't like everyone in your office? What if you don't interact with them normally? What if you go put your headphones in, do your thing at your desk and go home? So like, there's a there's no one size fits all. If you're a computer programmer, likely you're an introvert and you can do the same amount of work at home than you would. Why would you force someone to make their life worse? On the other hand, extroverts like salespeople absolutely crave and love this stuff and you should let them go. But rent is like the second biggest line item on pretty much any big company's balance sheet uh, income statement balance sheet. What I don't, I forget where you put rent. I should know that regardless. It's the second largest after employment, I think. And, uh, if they can cut down on that, they will. And they should, it's good. We've cre- you've created value from nothing. You're spending less money. Yeah. Um, definitely. And, and like you said, every industry is different. And I mean, I know different businesses have volunteer programs where you can volunteer if you're one of the ones that want to go back in. And if you don't want to go back in, you can stay home. So, I mean, every business is going to handle it differently. But um, I'd be hard pressed to find uh, most of the larger corporations sit, telling their all their employees that they have to be there nine to five, every single one of them across every single business function. Agreed. Um, all right. Just don't need that much office space. Yeah. Yep. All right. I think we beat the heck out of that one. Ready for the next one? Yeah. Okay. Bring it up. So this one's interesting. I was gonna, I was gonna kind of pitch it to you. So I'm like, all right, we were in college recently. How many people did you know that had Robinhood apps? A lot. Yeah, of every single person Robinhood. I know. I think every single person that traded uh, was probably doing it through Robinhood. Yep. I honestly didn't even know how to get set up with a different brokerage account until I talked with you about who you use. Right. And that's how I got set up with them. Yes, because I mean, they specifically targeted college kids and younger for the longest time. I had my first Robinhood account in high school. I was literally like 17. And was I 18? No, I think it was 17. Either way, I've had it for forever and a lot of people have, like this is not new. So Robinhood's newest campaign they're pushing is like Vlad, what's his, Vlad Tenev, the CEO is, I think his name, he's got the most bad guy name of all time, but he's like massively pushing college 
enrollment. Like that's like his new hot thing. I'm like, dude, every single college student in America that will use your app already has it. This is a silly thing to be promoting this. You need to be convincing the people who actually have a lot of money that they should be using your app. College kids don't have any money. <laughs> Yeah, how much money are you gonna make off your average college student? I mean, you're probably okay. Maybe they'll you'll get a couple bucks here and there out of them, but I mean, at the most, they're trading nickels and dimes. Well, here's their big here's their big take is I think they're I think it's ten dollars. They're offering every new sign up during this promotion is like ten free dollars for you to trade, and they're saying like, all right, yeah, go go play in the penny stocks, and you know the winners will be able to turn that ten dollars into fifty, and then a hundred, and then two fifty, blah blah blah, and all, then also you get entered into a drawing to win I think uh, another ten thousand dollars randomly. But either way. It's really smart marketing. It's it's a great way of getting more people on your platform. I'm just confused as to why he's doing it this way because it's like already been done. I was sitting there and I was like, wait a minute. I'm just gonna go say that I'm go to a random college and then I'm gonna get a new Robinhood account, get my free $10 and move on. It's gonna take me five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it, it's almost like he's just wasting time and resources into, into something he's already beat to death. But I mean, maybe he has analysts telling him something that you and I don't know. <laughs> Probably, yeah, they, they always know more than we do. But either way, that actually wraps up what I've got. And like I said, this one's gonna be super short going into the weekend. Do you have anything else? Yeah, no, short episode going into the weekend. I uh, just got a good quote to take us out on. Um, ho hopefully, a ton of stuff will happen over the weekend. We'll be back on Tuesday with a longer episode, more information again. Maybe not 46 minutes worth, but Oh, we got some, I've got some fun ideas. We'll, 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 we got some. <laughs> we got some special surprises for uh, for Tuesday morning. That'll be fun. Yeah, but uh, here's what I got for us all. Um, you fail to recognize that it matters not what someone is born, but what they grow to be. Love it. Uh, I'm all about it. Yep. And that like yep. that should be like the tagline of the Lion King. It's a great one. It's actually from Albus Dumbledore, another Harry Potter. I know a lot of Harry Potter quotes here, but uh, that's the series I just finished reading. So yeah, we, that's what you're getting. We've been tearing through the Harry Potter quotes. We, we gotta, we gotta go. Um, we we'll, we we'll do like themes at some point. You know, Greek philosophers and all that. They, they say a bunch of weird stuff. Very profound. Yeah, I gotta start digging into my philosophy. I actually have a really good one cooked up for Tuesday. It's a, it's a longer one. It's a uh, Roosevelt quote. Love it. So, alrighty. Well, that wraps us up. Have an awesome weekend. Yep, have a great one, guys.